Welcome to Opinions Like Aeols, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Uh, for the first time in a long time, learning how weird it is to start a new job. Oh. I, I am no longer a, a TV newsboy. I know. Yeah. Wild new adventures for our boy. Yeah, going on a new adventure uh, and uh, feeling um, unsure of myself. A, d- a dance adventure. A dance adventure. I am now a prima ballerina. Uh, a lot <laughs> of people don't know that. Uh, after 30 years uh, studying the, the Russian methods, uh, I am now... Um, uh, I'm surprised they let you back in the States. It's, it's, I am too. I am too. Especially with all the weed I was carrying. Uh, it was a lot of weed. No, no. Uh, working for the ballet, uh, excited for the new adventure, and feeling way out of my element and, and trying not to freak the fuck out. It's you fun, got though. this. You got it. I do. I do. You know. You know what else we got? We got a great guest. We do. Introduce yeah. him, will you? BB's back. BB. Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? It's been man. It's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. It was. Year. It was pre. So it's yeah. round three. Round yeah. three. Well, thank you for coming back. Glad you're in town. How's the week going? Man, the week is fantastic. Man, good, we're good. out here. You know, hanging out, doing y'all the weather, bin. Y'all doing the bin this week, and y'all weather got who did y'all piss off in Tulsa? Because it was 70 when I got here. I took a nap. I got out the shower, went outside, said, damn. Yeah, <laughs> we decided in. that uh, that the season said um, that summer and winter got together and they kicked the shit out of fall. And they were like, fuck you. You don't get to come this year. <laughs> well, well, also, uh, Mother Nature, turns out, was a uh, Hoffmeister supporter. And sadly, <laughs> she lost the governor election. So Mother Hilton Nature Hilton. was like, fuck you, Oklahoma. Was it too soon? Too, too soon, Zam? Listen, I know it's too soon. I knew it was. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm far more disappointed in the Ryan Walters election. That one was a lock. We knew that that bastard was going to win. I actually really kind of had some some b- belief that he might lose. Yeah. Oh, real. Um, oh, you. Okay. You had hope. Is what I, it is. I did. You're and like I, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. No. We, because we, we are in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the Empire Strikes Back come to life. All I'm going to say is, if you <laughs> voted for Ryan Walters, when public education ceases to exist. Here, I will be here with a giant. I fucking told you so. Here's the thing. I hear. I don't know this for sure, but I hear Ryan Walters fucks donkeys. I heard that. I heard I that. Heard that I, too. I heard that. I heard that. First, he blow. First, I hear that he blows them, and I and I hear that he jerks them off. Well, because he's a sweet boy that likes foreplay. Well, yeah, of course, of course, he's very tender. I hear he loves fucking those donkeys. He's definitely obsessed with genitals. Of course he is. Of course he is because he has. I hear tiny ones. Anyways, uh, we needn't talk about local elections with someone who doesn't even live in our state. Yeah, it's true. But admittedly, the elections in Arkansas weren't much better. No, I mean we're kind of we kind of sit neck and neck, you know. Oklahoma and Arkansas are like always constantly a hey, hold my beer situation. Like, <laughs> oh, you think you can be fucked up? Wait, wait, let's see what I can do. Like they're trying to outdo each other on getting to the fucking bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it's it's really amazing that we all make people laugh <laughs> as, a, as, a, <laughs> as a choice in the dystopian reality. It's our only in. defense we have left. <laughs> Man. But the week's going good. Who are you working with this week? This week feature is Ryan Perio out of Dallas. And the headliner is Sean Jones. Oh, shit. Yeah, Sean Jones, man. I have honestly emceed more for Sean Jones than any other comic in the biz. He is phenomenal. I think I've worked with him like eight times. It's wild, dude. I've worked with him a bunch of times. Man. We just kept getting booked together. It was crazy because like I saw him last year in the crowd. And then this year, I'm working with him. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was perfect. I was like, yes. He's the best, man. 
Yeah, he he's good, man. He's, Tell him I said hello tonight. I will. Yeah, I definitely yeah. will. I wish I could come to a show. I got a wedding tonight, right? Yeah, I, you're I you're down. you're officiating. I tonight. am. I'm I'm marrying someone, man. and it's funny because like what? you'll say like I got a I got ordained so I can marry someone, and then people go, "Wait, you did your own wedding?" And I always realize that that's my poor wording. Yeah, I'm not marrying someone. I am. Marrying two people you, to each other. You are officiating the marriage Correct. for someone. Yes, performing the ceremony. Perfor- if yeah, you will. yeah, emceeing the marriage of. That's what, <laughs> that's right. yeah. Because I spent all that time in the, um, you know, in uh, divinity school. Yeah, and, uh, Da Vinci school. Getting yeah. ordained. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely didn't just pay $30 online. No, no, no. And you get it immediately. You you, you spent uh, 30 minutes in the Da Vinci Code school. <laughs> I spent $30 <laughs> online. And answered like, zero questions, and I am ordained for life. But yeah. did he crack the code? I think he did. I did <laughs> crack the code. I did crack the code. The crack it's the code up down, to... up down, left right, left right. <laughs> Stars <laughs> late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you now have thirty lives and can officiate a marriage. That's right, and you can marry people. Really, <laughs> uh, Contra is the best fucking game. Can we just talk about that real quick? A hundred Contra. Could you? You know Contra, right? Yeah, I'm not the Contra. Contra is the, the that's not a fan. I, I am a fan. I played okay. it. Now, like I said, he said it's the best game. I get it. I don't you know, know if it's the best. It's a hot take. I, 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 it can't be a hot take. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit spicy because because games went. Uh, that was 1987. And, yeah. And it's it's a bold it's a bold move for me to say that the best game ever was 1987. Yeah. But if you look at time that's passed through, man, we went through four decades of gaming, like almost four, because yeah. like we like started here, arcade 90s. 2000s, 10s. Now we're in a new age. Uh, you're 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 a young man. Um, you, you're I'm 34. Not, but you're, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're youngish. You're yeah, youngish. Young, compared yeah. to the old men that we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, this always fascinates me. How far back can you go in video games and still be like, this is a cool game? Dude, like, I can Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all Nintendo? That. cool. Atari. Okay, no, Atari had good ones too, man. They had I, there was so many of my couldn't You had the airplane one. You had to fly. You was like yeah. landing with parachutes, dodging those. I forgot to name it. Yeah, got, Pilot Wings. No, no, no. I went, no that was Pilot. Nintendo. It wasn't Pilot. Pilot, Pilot was Pilot, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Pilot Wings Super Nintendo. Oh shit! Yeah. And then they made a boot of it on Nintendo sixty four, which uh-huh. had the three D rail in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, that's I remember that shit. In, in like, that was mid ninety sixty four, and I remember where you were just having so much fun, just flying around with the jetpack. Yes, that. yes. It's amazing how simple just an, an activity could be in a game, and you were just enjoying the hell out of it. That, mm-hmm. and and then now you got what the the VR headset. Oh yeah, where you're actually climbing. Which I was just thinking about how even back as far as Billy Madison when. Uh, he's trying to convince a bunch of kids that Donkey Kong was the greatest game. Oh, ever. <laughs> the kids Donkey are like, Kong, "Fuck one, right, you!" One, two, and three, Donkey Kong. And then when they came out with sixty four, it was like the best replica of Donkey. But it's so it was Donkey like a, Kong is a pretty solid game, right? It, yeah, it was a Zelda game though when they made sixty four because like you had to take one character go all the way through. You unlock this one, then you got to go back yeah. to the first world, uh-huh. do all the stuff with them, then come back to two. Then you there was a relay race, and it had tons of collectibles. Yes, like you had to collect. Like a hundred like gold bananas and then green bananas mm-hmm. and then red and, and like could Donkey you? Kong could only collect like maybe yellow, yellow bananas. Diddy Kong could collect red. Yep. Yeah. Like, I he feel was like... blue, tiny was purple, and chunky was green. So Damn. That's my yeah. You. I know, yeah. I knew you. This. You are the Donkey Kong sixty four guy. I, I knew this. I feel I like this. if I tried to show Eleanor regular Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's young enough to where she's she's not 
into games enough to where she would it would matter. But like if I if I sat Rhett down and was like, hey, play Donkey Kong. Yeah, because he's like like sixteen, right? Right. Almost, he's fifteen. He's fifteen. So yeah, he'll be sixteen in February. He grew up. He had a Wii when he was a kid. Yeah, he now sees the PS4, PS5. He knows how cool it is. So he can't handle Donkey Kong. I think if he played Donkey Kong, he would tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah, (laughs) and and (laughs) be like, what is this trash? Yeah, and it's not trash, but you you'd get it. You'd be like. I'm going to allow that. Go fuck yourself, yeah. son. And you know what? <laughs> I'm getting more used to the fact that anything I show my kid that I think they're going to think is cool, yeah. they're not. They're not. No, yeah, never. <laughs> like, I remember, like, a long time ago, I tried to show Rhett the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and he was like, this is terrible. That and is, I'm like, I will kill you. It is terrible, though. But then he, I know okay. that. <laughs> but then if you notice, it's crazy, because, like, the one connector game that connects everybody for generations it's Super Mario Kart. I don't yes. care what generation yes. you're at. Yeah, so now sure. like, you're trying to show people where to go. And then now to cancel up with the next four decades of life, they got a Super Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. with Jack Black as as Bowser. Bowser. And oh, I'm yeah. like, yo. Hey, Jack like, Black as Bowser is make me forgive Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about Chris Pratt's Mario real quick. because uh, Talk I, about it. Last week it's I went and accent. saw Black, Black Adam. <laughs> I think the accent's going to be better than we think. Okay, okay. Because everybody was, those of the trailer came out, they're like, you don't even have the accent. And I'm like, bro, did you but not see? But which one did you want them to have? I, right. I was like, did you not see this visual presentation? All this, and the first thing you say is, he got the accent. Well, and he only has the one line, and he says, like, uh, Mushroom Kingdom, uh, here we go. And here we go. And, and, and the, the second part, the here we go, in the trailer on TV or on YouTube, I can hear it. What I didn't catch is in the theater with it larger than life, and maybe the sound was a little stronger, mm-hmm. but I could hear uh, it was like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. And, and I know that's very stereotypical. Zampino, I do not mean to offend you or your so, people. I mean, look, dude. I, I'm not trying to come down on the Italian people. They're a wonderful culture. He's like, they uh, make my people proud. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I feel like when we hear it more in dialogue, it will be there'll be more commitment to it. And furthering my certainty of this is if you look at Jack Black's Bowser, that's not just Jack Black. He is definitely being Bowser. Yeah. And then the real clincher for me, Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. Because that Toad voice does not sound like him at all. No, it doesn't uh-uh. at all. Uh-uh. So if they're putting 110 fucking percent, I'm sure Pratt's doing more than just showing up. Right. For sure. I, um, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's like, I think so. I hope so. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well. Uh, uh, we watched a couple trailers. We did. Um, I'm ex- I am I did not know what to expect from Hip Hop Nutcracker. I saw uh, one of the things I saw was featuring Curtis Blow. That's cool. You said you met him. I did meet Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow played uh, the venue back when I worked there. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it was great. He was uh, he was one of those guys that uh, didn't really take for granted the fact that he's had a long longevity in his career wasn't really upset about the level of venue he was playing and was just very um, glad to still be performing. And I found it incredibly fucking refreshing. That's cool. Like, I have such a good memory of meeting Curtis Blow because of how 
genuine he was and how uh, appreciative he was of the staff, of the venue, of just being able to, to still be out there performing. It was right. fucking awesome. So well, I fucking love Curtis Blow. Yeah, because, I mean, you're talking about someone who for a minute was probably one of the, you know, top five, top ten hip hop oh, yeah. artists in the world. He's still considered like one of the best of the one best. Of like when you talk about the, the, the classics, Curtis Blow always comes up. Right. But Vanguard holds what? What's that got to hold? A, this is a, the Shrine. Oh, this, oh, the shrine. Excuse me, the shrine. Yeah, so a couple, uh, couple hundred. couple hundred. 300. 300, tops. 350, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <coughs> so it's uh, it was definitely a, an intimate venue. And I've seen other acts that were not as big as him, not, have not been as, around as long as him, Yeah. Um, sort of act bitter about the fact that they're in a place that small. Yeah. Or, you know, um, they're sort of jaded by the fact that, like, oh, I'm not where I once was. And it's like, yeah, but you're also still out here doing it, and you should be pretty fucking stoked about that because uh, most people aren't. Well, and that's the thing is, is we have a very jaded look at fame where we feel like once you hit a certain plateau, you need to maintain. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're, uh, especially as performers, the yeah. fact that any of us get booked to play any room is the awesome part. Yes, yes. They don't all have to be fucking... Big clubs or, or fucking you know stadiums or theaters and shit right. you know yeah. Last night um, I saw one of my favorite comics, uh, favorite touring comics right now. Uh, Rena Com was in town. I've heard of her. Yeah, she's great. Her. She uh, tours the country and she was, doesn't come to Tulsa much. So I booked it out there to see the show. It was at a brewery here in town. Breweries pl- had packed shows before, produced by some of our local friends, like friend of the show Brett Jeffries. Mm-hmm. And the show last night was not that. It was not packed. And, and for the lineup, uh, Dan Fritchie was on there, Brad McPherson, Trevor Carrion, uh, and Rena, and, and all four of them deserved better. They deserved a packed house. They only had maybe 20 people, 25 tops. Right. But they were doing such a great job, and the crowd who was there was we're happy to see them. into it, yes. And, and, and it was a kind of invested, which can be deceptive sometimes, too, because sometimes they weren't, it wasn't the laughter, but they were fucking locked on. You know, right. they were locked on right. to Rena, listening to every word, because... She's engaging like that. And even when she wasn't keeping him in fucking cackling, she was keeping him interested. Right. And, and and that's the thing. It's like it was disappointing because it wasn't a bigger show. We didn't get to play to a packed house. You know, I mean, I was just there watching, but I didn't get to be part of that packed house. But at least, hey, everyone got paid and right. everyone at least got to go out and everyone enjoyed the night. Right. And I'm glad nobody got up there and got an attitude about it, acted out of sorts. You know, they poked fun at it. We all poke fun at the empty rooms. Right. Know? I'm going to say hi to y'all individually. You know, right, we all right. do that shit. But it was a good time and, and it definitely made me all four of them deserved bigger rooms. Right. But it was a great room still. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I was glad it worked out like that. Because like I said, the smaller rooms, it's like sometimes you'll get to them and it's like, okay, I'm see, But they're inv- like a smaller room can be as loud as a hundred person room. Oh, yeah. Because they're that invested. And you'll be like, all right, these ones that, you know, you're like, okay. It's the moral it. of the story is if you get to play the thousand seat, the 10,000 seat room. Yeah. But then you have to go back to the hundred seat room. Yeah. Be glad that you're still in a room. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. You're still in a you're room. You're still in a room. You're still so, in a room. Yeah. You're still performing. Be fucking happy. That's yeah. supposedly what you wanted to do. Now, that being said, <laughs> so a couple months ago, I got booked at a venue here in town for a little uh, art showcase. And when I performed, the only people in the room were the people working there that booked me. Yeah. That room, I'm allowed to be a little grumpy about. <laughs> that technically, we didn't need the room. No. <laughs> we, we got booked, though. We could have did it outside. Yeah. <laughs> we, I could have stayed home. Yeah, more people would have seen you. <laughs> yeah. Could have rehearsed. 
That's funny. Uh, but Hip Hop Nutcracker looks pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about how many people are going to be pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy Reid Curtis Blow. Uh, <laughs> well, just just how all these people that are like, <laughs> they're rapping in the Nutcracker? The Nutcracker is, a, you know, you they're will- going to talk about oh, the, the sanctity of Tchaikovsky or what the, what the fuck ever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, they, fuck they that the- old Russian prick. Nobody fucking knows him. They're going to remix some of that stuff. Jingle bells dip. Jingle bells <laughs> Hell yeah, dip. dude. You're I'm gonna, for it. You're going to suddenly see so many people who suddenly have an appreciation for the the sanctity and history of the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. who did not a week did, ago. Right. I saw mommy. Years, I saw mommy yeah. in the back of a Beamer giving top to Santa. <laughs> 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 well, the funny thing is, is uh, you, you know. Um, so I learned, uh, you know, I just I mentioned at the start of the show that I just started a new career working with Tulsa Ballet. Tulsa Ballet last year introduced a brand new version of the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, after pandemic, you know, they'd always done it every holiday season, and then pandemic uh, put a big wrench in all of our plans for a couple months. Sure. Including throwing their season off for a year. When they came back in 21, they came back with a whole new production of the Nutcracker. Brand new choreography, brand new twists and turns to the story. And since it was produced right here in Tulsa, it has a Tulsa twist. It features the Tulsa Driller, which uh, is an uh, iconic statue not far from here at the fairgrounds okay. uh, showing an oil man that was uh, originally uh, put here uh, during one of In our festivals. In what way? Is the Tulsa Driller now part of the show? Yes. Don't know. Haven't seen the show yet. Okay, my Join question was like... at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center <laughs> starting December 9th. Uh, get your tickets at TulsaBallet.org. I'm like, if it's just like part of the set? No, I have seen them. They are humans. They're in costume. They fucking dance. There's so, no set? Oh, there's a set, but the driller, they be dancing. That's what I'm... Okay, so the <laughs> driller is actually he's, in the show. He's yeah, in the they show. be dancing. Now, yeah. that yeah. is hilarious to me for <laughs> some reason. Now, of course, many people went, enjoyed, loved the show, appreciated the touch, had a great time. Yeah. There are a few people who are vehemently upset. <laughs> they are not okay that the driller is in their nutcracker. Not my hashtag. Not my nutcracker. <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs> not my nutcracker. <laughs> exactly. So the um, uh, so yeah. So this movie's gonna piss people off, uh, and I'm here for it. Uh, and, and I wasn't sure about it mainly because of the Disney Plus angle. Mm. I was like, I don't know what kind of like very cheesy hip hop take on the Nutcracker this is gonna be. But watching it first, I mean, off, first out of the gate, you got Reverend Run. Boom. That was my. Yeah, <laughs> that to me, I'm like, all right, that's at least at least that's a little bit of credibility for sure. And then uh, number two was, it's the fucking Nutcracker. It's supposed to be cheesy. <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus is the perfect place for this. Cheesy, right? <laughs> Jabberwockies in there. Yeah, that should yeah. be fun. Yeah, so. uh, I'll, I'm here for it. We'll watch it. Deadpool might even make an appearance in it. We Yo, don't know. Right? We're bringing the whole yeah <laughs> crossover. I want I want to see Chewbacca. I want to see Deadpool. Uh, I want to see Buzz and Woody. Uh, I want this to be a full fucking Disney. The Plus. Simpsons got to be in there. Yep, and then and then She Hulk. Uh, <laughs> she Hulk shows up, breaks the fourth wall. Instead of the uh, the Russian chef, it can be the Swedish chef. <laughs> boinky boinky. <laughs> I'm down for it. I'm here. Hell yeah. Um. Anyway, stop getting mad about people uh, adapting things that are hundreds of years old. Yeah. Well, it's not like this the first time. There's always been weird adaptations of shit. Fucking Scrooged is a Christmas carol. Right. Well, you know? and it's also like, how often is it that the person who 
creates the source material is vehemently upset when their material is reinterpreted for other things. Usually that's the highest form of, of you know, flattery. Like yeah. your, your story was big enough that people are now like doing different versions of it. And it's like it's now its own. It becomes almost an, its own genre. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what there is to be so fucking upset about constantly with, oh, it's a black mermaid. Oh, it's a fucking, you know, it's a, a lady Ghostbuster. Oh, it's a fucking. It's the. Uh, get over it. The illusion of culture war. You know, a lot of, of, of media. And, yeah, and the culture just call, war that doesn't exist. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing is it doesn't exist. More, more of uh, something that you're not familiar with doesn't impact something you're familiar with. You no. know, just if anything, it makes you more familiar with outside of your fucking bubble. And yeah. that's 90% of growing as a human. Yeah, exactly. Get outside the box, acquire new information. Yes. Like, experience what others experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the amount of empathy you can gain from that. Yes. Un unbelievable that's the biggest thing man it's it's empathy it's understanding you know I, and you know we we, we talk about it in, in cultural topics and, and it always has to do with people and and that sucks man because that's that's our families that's our friends that's our lives uh, but even just look at it like so I'm 43 right right uh, I you know I've, I've loved music my whole life and I've had a lot of artists that I grew up with that I love and it would be very easy for me to just listen to that. You know, all the stuff I had when I was a kid, mm. I, I digitized oh, yeah. it all in college. I've got my whole music collection on my iPod if I need it. And I do listen to that stuff. But you know what I also do every year is I grab a couple songs off Spotify or YouTube music, just new stuff that I've heard. And I start a playlist with that. Right. And then I start a radio station with that so that it starts uh, grabbing me new music mm -hmm. from artists I've never heard and genres I don't listen to a whole lot yeah. and, and, and and other songs on albums that I, you I know, haven't I just found a new band because of the autoplay uh, where like if you finish an album and it'll autoplay. Yeah. I was listening to the new LS Dunes album, which we'll cover more in picks. Uh, and at the end of it, it started playing a band that's been out for a little while that I hadn't heard called Royal Coda. Okay. And okay. I was like, this is absolutely up my alley. This is very similar to what I was just listening to. And I ended up listening to the entire album and it's fucking great. And yeah, and you've got a few new songs that you're into and now that may lead to more artists, more sound, more whatever. Yeah. So so just feel like that. Just be open to new shit. Yeah. Nothing worse than that. So, uh, you know, actually something that is worse than that though, murder. Murder. Murder is bad still. Um, I was, truth be told, I was waiting to figure out that this was a comedy. Uh -huh. When I saw that Martin Lawrence was in it, right? But it looks like Martin Lawrence taking a stab at serious acting, like Kevin Hart did in a couple of his movies. <laughs> yeah, yep. We've yep. um, Chris Rock did it. Chris Rock. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm for it. I'm absolutely here for it. I think it's awesome. I'm excited for uh, another spooky, um, sort of seven esque feeling, um, weird killer. Yes, yeah, seven esque, Silence of the Lambs esque, Bone Collector. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When's the last time you saw Bone Collector? Ooh, it's been a minute. I I, I rewatched it when I was recovering last week. It's been uh, a minute. Bro. Never never seen it. No shit. Yeah, sorry. It's worth a watch. Yeah, it's right. worth a watch. All it's right. a wild one. Denzel Washington does uh, yep. the entire movie from a bed. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's paralyzed. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. I he gets paralyzed in like the We're first cool, forty but... seconds of the movie. Oh well, that's <laughs> what a, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, the cold open is a giant rock falling on Denzel. <laughs> 
I don't know. You why. have my attention. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why am I like dying laughing right I now? I have no idea. That's the a little only, absurd. The only thing that'd have been crazy if Samuel L. Jackson was in it instead of Denzel <laughs> when the ball was like motherfucker, <laughs> bow, and then in bed. Just right. Oh my god. <laughs> it's really funny. Um but yeah, um Martin Lawrence is kind of in the uh the the older cop role in this, which which caught my eye cuz I I don't feel like I've seen him play like the older kind of haggard mentor role before. Bad Boys 3. He was the older cop then. I didn't mm-hmm. see 3, man. Fuck, you're right. You, you didn't see yeah, 3. Yeah, Dude, yeah, I have a bad taste in my mouth from 2. I never liked <sighs> 2. So when 3 came out, I was just kind of like, meh. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's, I mean, you're going for like, what's what's the good funny dialogue parts that you're going to quote for a while? Because yeah. every other beat of that movie is so predictable because it's Michael Bay. Uh-huh. I guess you're right. Man. <laughs> but so you know exactly what's going to happen. One was so fucking good. Bad one Boys was one fun. is like one of my like all time favorite action kind of like buddy cop kind of movies. I you mean, know? that was peak Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. And 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 everybody fucking Will was good. Uh, Martin Lawrence was good. T. Leone was fucking good. Yeah. Like that this, that was just a great fucking film. So, uh, uh, so uh, what's his name? Uh, God damn, the basketball player that's in it. He had the big fucking glasses on. Oh, I don't know. I forgot. Let me pull it up. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? About, Shirley? Be, is his last name Shirley? I, I don't think it's Shirley. Let me, uh, let's pull it up real quick because I I went blank too right there. I don't know how I went blank. <laughs> Oh, he was good. Oh God! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! One of us is gonna find it. We're like, oh yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> Problem is, I can't fucking see my keyboard because I'm going blind. Uh, let's see who we got here. Michael Imperioli. I forgot he's in. Yeah, he was in that one day. Will nope. John Sally. John Sally. John Sally. I was John so close. Yep. Not Shirley. Sally. John, John Sally. Sally. Damn it! Right. He played uh, Fletcher. Uh huh. John Spider Sally. <laughs> but anyway, go back to what we are talking about. Mind Cage with Martin Lawrence, <laughs> Melissa Roxburgh, and John Malkovich. Johnny in, Malk. John Malkovich. In the Anthony Hopkins Sounds of the Lambs prisoner helping catch another killer. Or oh, killer yeah, this, catching another killer kind of thing. Yeah, this is very much a rip of Silence of the Lambs, uh, which, you know, they've done a few different times now where uh, you got to catch the copycat. Yes. Um, so this is definitely a movie that we've seen already. It's just going to be a different take. It's going to be how it's mostly going to be the different types of murder. That's going to be, you know, the the different style or whatever of the killer. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the beats are going to very much be the same of like Silence of the Lambs. Well, and I uh, this one was interesting, too, because you have the where apparently Martin Lawrence's character helped bust Malkovich's character. Right. And mm-hmm. so he's essentially sending the new younger character in because he's like, uh, this guy won't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, fair. he shouldn't. That's yeah. fair. Right. That's, I get it. I get Look, it. never talk to the cops. Yeah, you don't talk to the cops, guys. <laughs> ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever. ACAB, <laughs> even if they're Martin Lawrence. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. He's like, it's cool. I know. <laughs> he probably gets it. Yeah, no, he does. He's like, this is a paycheck, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that that definitely looks intriguing. Uh, probably not a theater flick for me, um, you know. No, for sure, no. That's a that's, TV. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch it. It's a streamer, man. <laughs> um, but uh, did did hit the theaters recently? Uh, went and saw Black Adam last week. 
Tell me. Uh, uh, which I, so here's the deal. I'm, I'm sitting down later today and doing a chat with friend of the show, Sam Carrico. Uh, we had him on a couple uh, years back. He does the uh, film fan club uh, on YouTube. And uh, we're going to talk about the movie. And I wasn't planning to see it. Uh, Black Adam, of course, DC villain, the villain for Shazam. Um, and, and kind of being repackaged as an anti-hero. Uh, you, you'd planned on probably streaming it, right? I, oh, oh, 100. I did plan on streaming it seeing eventually, it, but, not but not seeing it in the theater. theater. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> kept seeing that Rock was boring, but otherwise it was a perfectly serviceable movie. Okay. Uh, I will go one farther and say Rock was fine. Old Dwayne Rock, the Dwayne Johnson, did a perfectly fine job. Uh, You're saying that he was given something that was slightly uh, underwhelming because of the the because of the necessity of the subject matter. Without getting does into, that make sense? Without getting too spoilery, the subject matter needed him to be he is a, a little less. He is a, he is not a super emotional guy. He's kind of a stoic dude. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't show a ton of emotion. Also, because of kind of like. It's a little bit of a. It is not a fish out of water story in that it does not talk about Black Adam getting to know his surroundings. Getting to know, but you. he is certainly <laughs> in this movie. He is a Somebody. bit of a man out of time, and because okay. of that, he just doesn't understand the cultural fish, fish out of water. Yeah, it's a. Li there's a little bit of an Arnie and Terminator Two kind of thing where okay. he gets a little bit of humanity over the course of the film. I I want to see. I want to see an accurate uh, time travel movie where they bring someone from like way in the past and the rest of the movie is the main character dealing with the complete mental breakdown of the person that can't handle the technology because that's what would actually happen oh, yeah. is that the second they saw like a car they would fucking lose their mind and then the rest of the movie is you dealing with an insane person man <laughs> every time man. travel movie is just the guy in the fetal position going what the fuck is happening here <laughs> it's not possible <laughs> this is black magic <laughs> Uh, cast was great though. I, I thought Dwayne Johnson did fantastic. Um, the uh, what was her name that was kind of like the female lead? Sarah Shahi, I think. Uh, yeah. She she was solid. Uh, Aldous Hodge. Uh, yeah, Aldous Hodge's Hawkman was great. Man, uh, Pierce Brosnan's in it. He yeah. was good. We were talking right. off mic about how Pierce Brosnan's like. You know, you can't go wrong with Pierce Brosnan. He's no. a good actor. And Every 007 movie he did was like, my, I but, that, but that was my error. You know, yeah, we yeah, like, like, we, I, I was a Timothy I was Dalton, Dalton Pierce Brosnan. Yes. T. Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Those T were my those are my bonds. Well, the Brosnan ones was 95 was Goldeneye. Yep, so that was, was just like perfect. Like it was a perfect 90s action movie. Mm -hmm. Side note, 007 Goldeneye in 64. Best First first shooter of all time. That's oh, how yeah. they got it to the day. No, for sure. <laughs> Everything models after that. Man, sure. that was the straight yeah. split screen right? wars. That was <laughs> And for so many of us, that, that GoldenEye in 64 was the first time that you and four like three friends were sitting in one place playing together and, and that the the visceral intensity of a shooter. Yes. Yeah. Coming around the corner, getting the shot in before your buddy does. Right. You know, <sighs> it's it's the first time So it's the it's so much torment for me. Because you're not a first person guy. I was so I'm so bad at it. So I was just I was just losing, yeah. just constantly getting just no scoped, and fucking <laughs> just, just <laughs> annihilated out of the gate. I'm like, just try, just find somewhere to fucking hide. <laughs> just find somewhere to hide, and then maybe shoot people as they come past. Hey, and then you game now still, right? I game now. Yeah. So you think about first person controls nowadays compared Man. to 64? Yeah. 
thank God shit has gotten so much better yeah. since then. But the, hey, but then what's crazy is okay, so they had them back then where it was on the same controller and uh-huh. it had the buttons where the looking up down. And then they also had one where you could plug in both controllers. Yes. And you could do the move this whatever, you know, look the with the right stick and aim uh-huh. and move with the left one. But it was so weird back then. But when you look at them now, it's the same thing. That's all they back are. Then. Yeah, that's yep. all it is. So you try to go back and do it, and you're like, "Damn, this shit moves better than it did last time." You be like, "I've lost the time." You didn't realize what you had. Oh yeah, wow. you don't realize it until repackaged later on and sold on Amazon. We know <laughs> they took that same thing with the two controllers, just put it together, put a little piece in the middle, boom, you got a PS4 controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. And then they were like, this, this controller rules. How can we make it worse? Xbox. <laughs> ah, happy there they said Xbox. Like, That's my Xbox. That's my day. <laughs> uh, that controller, though. Oh, that first Xbox controller. Oh, now the first one Trash. was bad. The but Duke. now the later Trash. ones are okay. Yeah, they got better since, <laughs> yeah. though. Every Xbox controller since has been pretty damn Because solid. they've gotten closer and closer to the, PS, <laughs> the PlayStation controllers. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. They went more to that, at least that design. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and that's really what it was. It's it came because down. that's the one that it works. Well, but the original, the original in your hands. The original Xbox controller was fat. Was fat. It was just. It was the yeah. same layout, more or less. It was just bigger. So everything it was, was like, spaced out. It was out like more. a big block. Yeah. yeah it was very but you know, blocky. still had D pad and stick on the left. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Buttons and D pad and yeah. stick on the right. You know. Mm-hmm. Triggers up top. Triggers up top. Yeah. Exactly. Black Adam was good. Uh, again, uh, GoldenEye's great. Pierce Brosnan's great. He, so he was the elder statesman in this. So this is really Black Adam is is, you know, Black Adam shows up and he is so powerful. Like they do a hell of a job making it very clear that Black Adam is like one of the most powerful things ever. Yeah, but you still got to have someone to face off against him. So the right. Justice Society shows up. Uh-huh. Not the Justice League, the Justice Society. And they take him on. The X-Force of yeah, the exactly. DC world. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, Justice Society was actually the original. Oh, okay. uh, back in the, the 40s, I think, was, the, was Superman and Batman were and part then, of the Justice Society of America. And then Justice the, League. The Justice League came around in, I believe, the 60s. And were they were they at odds with the Justice Society? No. Um, <laughs> no. But that's... Those uh, bitches over in the Justice Society. <laughs> Originally, they were friends from different universes. So holier than thou. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're a society. Self-righteous assholes. Here's the deal. We live in a Justice Society. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We live in a Justice Republic. We do. <laughs> Do. But Black Adam was good. Uh, a super, wherein, uh, wherein there is very little justice. Yeah, there's not much justice. Uh, they get their ass kicked. Um, the uh, movie was great. Cast was good. Mu- music was surprisingly good. Uh, a lot of good um, um, modern tunes from like the last twenty years. Oh, more to what you were saying. I think you sort of you have to introduce a team in that scenario. Once you've created something that big and strong, you can't just be like, "And here's Hawkman," and Hawkman's like, "Uh, fuck." <laughs> they do a good job uh, showing Hawkman's strength uh, and showing how powerful he is. Uh, same with uh, Doctor Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate, um, and then they still manage to find a way to make it very clear that these guys will not be able to beat Black Adam on their own. Right. So they have to find a way to kind of figure out what the real. How do they come to a common ground? Ah, the old ragtag. Uh, group uh, that has to come together and the the mighty ducks. 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's really the fun is when Emilio Estevez shows up in the third act. <laughs> and as Gordon uh, as, Bombay. As Gordon Bombay. And he's like, I'm putting together a team to take on the college kids. Oh, and and yeah. um, let's just say the Rock, a uh, hell of a hell of an ice skater. He's got a big. He's got a really powerful slap shot. Did, did he crack one eyebrow in the movie? Um, <laughs> not full on classic WWE eyebrow. Uh, not the people's eyebrow, but not it's the, eyebrow-ish. Not yeah, the, <laughs> not the people's eyebrow. Not the people's the, eyebrow. the person's eyebrow. He does. He gets like like a like a random yeah, individual. It's, eyebrow. it's the one person. It's yeah. the one person. Eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we should be on tape. Yeah. <laughs> Doing very visual bits. <laughs> Oh man, but, yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. Um, uh, definitely, if it just don't. I went in kind of having like low to mid expectations and was like, "This was a great fucking movie. It was perfectly Lowered fine. Good time." Expectations. <laughs> how did that How did that jingle go? That's, that, was that, that was Mad TV, right? Uh, I think it was or, SNL. Was that SNL? I think it was because one wanted to. Yeah, it was yeah, one right. Because I think it was. I thought it wasn't SNL because SNLs was Deep Thoughts. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. We'll yeah, yeah. It. Now I'm very, very curious. And also, I'd very much like to hear that jingle if we could find it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is Mad TV, according to this. <laughs> Yay. Cool. Let's see. Uh, can we find just the jingle? Maybe that'll play it first. Oh, I missed that. I know. That was just pure nostalgia right there. I was pretty close. Was. I was pretty close. <laughs> That's all I need to say. <laughs> as hard as it is to believe, I'm single. <laughs> need I say more? All right, ladies, you got your free look, so call me. I don't even know why I'm here. All right, that's it. I don't need to say anything else. I'm going to be screening calls for days. For Rick, press power <laughs> eight, four. Rick's, uh, all right, yeah. Rick's, Rick, uh, Rick seems like he's going to do well. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, uh, do, do we want to? We we did both trailers, right? Yes. Do we want to power through the sad stuff and then get back to the fun stuff? Yes, let's do it. Do the ads. We have ads now. What is that? What you said? We no, have, the sad stuff. The sad stuff. Oh, I thought you said the ad stuff. I was like, no. okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I am yeah, on no. board. When we you said it. that, I was like. Do we? Do we? Yeah, sure. Do go we? ahead. I thought you were about to spring something on me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Should we? Should we do the? There's a couple of two With, two stories that are relatively sad. Two One sad stories. Significantly about. sadder than the other. Yes. Uh, the sad stories. Um. Uh. That's this. This. Is, we'll probably do this one first. Okay. Is this the one you're talking about? The less sad one. Yeah. It's, this one's less sad yeah, for it's sure. Less sad. Uh. Uh. Motley Crue guitarist Mick Mars announcing he is finally going to step down from the band and retire. Look at that! Look at that poor guy. Yeah, this dude has been dealing with um, a pretty yeah ankylosing spondylitis, um, known as AS. Um, this is a a much worse version of of the uh, disorder that I'm dealing with in yeah. my spine. This uh, is like a hardening or inflammation of the bones, right? Uh, sort of. Yeah, it's. Uh, um, it's essentially forcing him into a sort of a hunchback. Um, you know, it very much bends you involuntarily, um, and to to remedy it, re usually requires <clears throat> surgeries and fusions, um, which you know leaves you with very limited mobility. 
mm-hmm. um, which is why if you've ever watched a Motley Crue show, especially in the later years, Mick Mars does not move yeah. very much at all. Yeah. You will not see him headbanging because his neck will not do it. Yeah. Um, and he's been touring that way for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been um, playing with the band for 40 years. And, and I feel like I have noticed him in this kind of condition 15. The part that I can't stress enough, yeah, because when I say that this is a, a worse version of what I have, what I have is incredibly painful. Yeah, what he has is debilitatingly painful. And that dude was up there holding a guitar on his back, hopefully the lightest one he could, yeah, yeah. um, and playing these shows for decades. And yeah. that's fucking wild. So props to Mick Mars for being a fucking tough dude, yeah. Um, you know, he 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 looks like a like a, a creepy old wizard or something. I don't know what, but uh, but yeah, man, that's a tough dude. He's been he's been doing that in a lot of pain for a lot of years. So uh, the fact that he's finally saying he can't do it anymore is more than understandable. In that picture, he looks like what Undertaker would look like if he was wrestling till he was seventy. Well, <laughs> and, and that, that's been the joke. Is, is elderly Undertaker, man? It, 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 Undertaker's mom. he he looks like an older goth girl (laughs) and and that's the thing like 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 much love to mick and and respect to all he's done and and gratitude for the the time he's put in on stage but we've been joking that mick's looked dead for 10 years oh for sure you know uh and um and part of it is makeup and and clothing choices and stage yeah. lighting that yeah. makes him look that way let's be honest yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not 100% the disorder that makes him look look that way but when you're like in all black with like dark black eye you know eye makeup and all that and yeah. then and then you have the 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 stage lighting like it makes you look a little bit spookier for <laughs> sure yeah exactly <laughs> for sure but that you know that's what he's going for yeah oh man but uh the guy taking over um, is John Five? Yep, John uh, Five, uh, formerly of uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn yep. Manson played a little and bit with Guns Loser, Roses. and he had a he had a solo project called Loser for a yeah. little while, and that was the band that uh, Glenn, the guy who ended up oh, marrying yeah. Stormy Daniels, that's the band he left the Feds for. Okay, so the band that I knew him from was the Feds, and he left that band to go play with John Five. Oh, cool! So a little six degrees of. Glenn's bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, who? Uh, so Motley Crue. Vince left the band for a little bit, didn't he? Vince Neil. Yeah. I don't think so. No. Was it always Vince singing for him? Yeah. They never had another singer. I don't think so. Gary Sharon. That was Van Halen, right? That, no. That was it. Van Halen. Did yeah, he, I think maybe it was. He did like a year. Yeah, with yeah, Van yeah. Halen. After post Sammy Hagar. Post Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Post Hagar. Pre pre whoever Roth the fuck. came back right Roth came Lee back Roth maybe came or back Sammy came yeah back. they did a reunion I don't know uh, whatever All right, doesn't matter <laughs> they're not as good as Motley Crue also Eddie turned out to be kind of a prick yeah man he was good at the guitar though yeah man very talented Mick guitarist. Mars is a very good guitar player too yeah yeah Mick Mars fantastic guitar player uh, and uh, did you ever see you- the video where John Five uh, almost fought Marilyn Manson on stage no, no. there's a video uh, from a, a concert. Where uh, John Five, like, he later in an interview said that, like, he was dealing with a bunch of, like, personal shit and was just, like, super... Oh, here it is. Yeah, that one right there. Uh, Was just already super fucking pissed and Marilyn Manson was being a fucking prick. Yeah, they just start fighting on stage. See, John Five throws down the guitar. Yeah, he throws his guitar and is like, come the fuck on. And Marilyn's like, get your guitar. (laughs) 
And he went right back to Florida. Right back. Right there, he's like, I'm about to kick And they were playing beautiful ass. people. Yeah. Acting kind of ugly. In basically blackface, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's supposed to be Mickey Mouse, but like... Mm, Some of that shit dripped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Some of that shit dripped. Eh? I fell, don't know. Fell off your ears, sir. I don't know what he was going for, but it is... Yeah. Swing and a miss, Marilyn, as usual. I mean, actually, maybe swinging a hit because Marilyn Manson probably was trying to be as offensive as possible. Well, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I don't know. Whatever. But like, be, oh, be, I like how much I like the I like the offensive towards religion, but I don't like the offensive towards people of color. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Make fun of religion all day long. I'm fine with that. It's super old. The um but uh, so uh, we're looking at the w- videos it's suggesting for me here, and obviously, being a massive geek, half of them are about video games. Yeah, it's a, quite an amalgam. Uh, but I, I really am impressed here with the comparison between Marilyn Manson here and this photo of Shockin' the Forever Man for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some similarities there. Yeah, I didn't. I I I, I know that not all of our viewers or listeners, uh, if you're watching us, get away from the window. Ow. That's weird. How? <laughs> Um, if you may not all be familiar with Shocken, the Forever Man, Shocken Khan, uh, not Shocken Khan, Shocken Khan, Shocken Khan, Shocken Look up Shocken, C H A K A N, and tell me that he doesn't look like like Marilyn Manson uh, went on uh, walkabout uh. for a few years. <laughs> it's it's Marilyn, uh, Manson Marilyn Manson in the old like when he got deserted in the old west. Ma- Manson in the outback. You know? <laughs> oh uh, man, what's Shocken all about? Shocken Khan, Shocken Khan, uh, Manson. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that game about? Have you played that game? Yeah, it's not very good. Oh, okay, uh, that imagery is rad. Yeah, it was. It was one of those games that looked so goddamn cool when it came out, and then you I played, hated it, that. and it's real stiff. And I hated clunky. that when they're like, you were like, you spent so much make time making this rad fucking cover, and then the game is shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, movies do used to do that too, man. Like B movie. Remember when B movies would fucking get you? <laughs> exactly right, exactly. But remember when they'd get you with the fucking cover in Blockbuster? You'd oh, see yeah. that super rad cover, and then you get the movie and you'd be like, "This movie sucks." Man, it's so bad. Uh, Sci-fi that's how and I, horror. That's how I learned to to love bad movies. <laughs> Just getting duped by shit like that. <laughs> Well, we've got uh, another bit of sad news, and we're going to move on yeah, to... this one's actually sad, sad. Uh, we lost uh, a big uh, voice in the entertainment world, uh, actor and voice actor Kevin Conroy, uh, the voice... Before you even say who he is, like, if, if you just heard that name and you're like, I have no fucking clue who that is, you absolutely do, and this is how powerful voice actors are, because if you have heard Batman yeah. on anything... Basically, since the early 90s, right? Yeah, he is uh, easily the most prominent, widely known, um, um, most prolific Batman voice actor of all time. Batman the Animated Series... Yeah. Uh, the Arkham Knight games, um, um, Batman, a, the a Mask ton, of the Phantasm movie, a ton of the animated movies. He, yeah, he's yeah. done several of the animated movies. Yes, um, and yeah, all the games. Um, and yeah, then, I mean, look at all these. Then um, the entire Justice League uh, TV show, the Justice League Unlimited TV show, uh, and then tons of other voices from shows like the Venture Brothers, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Super Groovy cartoon movie, uh, Green Arrow, Batman Beyond. Um, uh, and a lot of these, he's just doing Batman. Uh, yes, of course, but many he he isn't as well. He, For sure, um, you know he's done uh, the Masters Raven? of the Universe. Uh, exactly. Oh yeah, he was Merman. Yeah, he was in, he was in Teen Titans Go too. I've seen that. Yeah, 
Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, as the Batman, just, the animated series uh, Batman. How cool. Um, so yeah, uh, just a, an actor. Essentially, if you've heard Batman since the early '90s, there's an 85 percent chance yeah. that it was Kevin Conroy. Right. Yeah, easily. There's a few other voice actors. Um, uh, I think his name is Bill Greenwood. Uh, uh, has been one of the more prominent ones in some of the recent films. <laughs> Who? Uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. Is, <laughs> hashtag not my Batman. He is not. <laughs> And um, uh, Jensen Eccles, uh, the actor who is also known for the show Supernatural. He's done the voice of Batman. I was going to say, I features. recognize that name. Yeah. So, but I, I've never watched Supernatural, so I don't Rick, I don't know who he is. But Conroy in the Batman movies, and then uh, the, the three three of the four Arkham games, Arkham uh, Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, he did the, the voice of Batman in all of those as well. So, Yep. Um, and those and, games are rad. Yeah. Yes. So fun. I love those games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Such good pick up and play games. Like I could go back and start Arkham's Arkham <laughs> Asylum over again today. Oh, for sure. And, and get halfway through and just have a blast. Even yep. though I've done it two or three times before. Yep. That gameplay is so solid. Yep. And partially because of the fantastic work by Conroy and then Mark Hamill is the Joker, you are watching an episode of Batman. You it know? really I really don't yeah. It can't be understated how important those two being there. And then they underlook those cutscenes are like movie quality. It's like you're watching the real thing in real time, playing a game. Yeah, and like those it's voices immersive in it, right? Are just, it just taking you to it. your childhood, right? Yeah. God, I remember that series. That that Batman the animated series was so good. It was so good. Yeah, it 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 really was. Um, and, and speaking of Mark oh, Hamill, that's a great yeah. picture. One of the best tributes uh, to Conroy's passing uh, this week was a tweet from Mark Hamill. Uh, he says, "Quote: Stunned by the loss of this brilliant actor, words can't express my admiration and respect for the man. I loved him like a brother." Hashtag R.I.P. Kevin Conroy, and shows just a great shot of the two men uh, embracing, uh, likely uh, from meeting up at some point after the show. And he was overall very loved and respected. Like he. Not a very problematic person. No, 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 no. Conroy, uh, not only uh, just seemingly a, a person of high high standing and moral character, uh, but later came out as a member of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, he was a married man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, recently shared some story uh, of his own uh, experience uh, as a member of the community in Hollywood mm. um, in a recent issue of DC Pride, which was a book DC put out. I wonder if he's celebrating uh, LGBTQ characters and creators. And Conroy actually wrote, uh, I don't know if he drew it, but he wrote it, wrote a story about his, in the early days of uh, his voice acting career, encountering homophobia from from people looking to book him as an actor. Uh, and just really touching stuff. Uh, and, and how that idea of living a double life, of having to hide his homosexuality, helped him understand, at least to a certain degree, the double life nature of a character like Bruce Wayne. So very cool, very touching. Uh, and as a comic fan, a member of the community, it was a really great story. So highly recommend looking that up. It's very easy to find if you just write, uh, you know, Google Kevin Conroy LGBTQ story, you'll, you'll likely find it. Right. Um, but, but sad loss for the community, for DC fans, for Batman fans, and, and for just, you know, uh, for just sad loss to the, to the world. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Back to the fun stuff. Uh, we should we do picks and plugs? Well, we didn't uh, talk about uh, Black Panther. Oh shit! Woo! Yes. So you're welcome. You, I didn't know we were getting this, but I saw you posted on FB last night that you've seen it. Oh man, I saw it. I have the scoop. Oh, I have <laughs> it. I have the scoop. Now we'll we'll, we'll retain. We'll stay spoiler free. Yeah, yeah, spoiler free. However, give us your review. I will tell you this. 
right now for everyone that thinks that the movie wasn't going to be with the whole Chadwick Boseman passing. Yeah. It is the best phase four movie that I can stack with Doctor Strange. I'm going to say that now. Nice. It's two hours and 43 minutes. It's a long one. Don't drink before you go in, whatever. You know, you want to go to the bathroom, none of that. Bring your tissue. It is that good. It yeah. tear jerks you as much as Iron Man did okay. when he in Endgame. Like that was that was it was the trailer had me tearing up. Yes, yeah, for yes. sure. I Same. feel like Angela Bassett is gonna have me weeping at yes, some point. Yes, she has a way about doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nominate her for the Oscar, the Grand Emmy, anything. We she gotta get it. She gotta get it. Uh, whole cast was great. Whole cast was fantastic. They they even have surprise cast members back in it. Can't say it. Ooh, You'll see nice. it. You'll be like, hey, what happened? Uh, All right. Well, we got some new faces. We have new faces. Uh, we have new faces. The uh, Namor. Yeah. The, the, the actor playing Namor does a great job. Awesome. And is, and is acting for the for the the race of people that they yeah. got in it. Man, it is so good. They do the backstory. Yeah. So, like, instead of just cutting it, like, okay, I know y'all watched Thor, Love, and Thunder. You know how, like, when they set up with, Gore the God Butcher and how the Necro Sword came in. Yeah. Like they didn't, like, only thing I, they didn't expand on, like, what is it or, like, bring yeah. it in. They go with it. They give you the backstory. They act it in. They show everything that needs to lead into it. Okay. And then, like you said, the tribute for Chadwick Boseman, the, the movie starts off with that. Okay. You'll even see it in the opening credit part when it's rolling. Yeah. They do a tribute. Just it, It's so amazing. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm very glad to hear that. It's like a movie setting up and a movie for him. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. And that's, and that's awesome. the thing that this movie, uh, you know, and 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 obviously, uh, rest in peace to Chadwick, uh, and 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 much respect and 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 wishing peace to his family. But that move, this movie has got so much on its shoulders because not only got to continue the story coming on the heels of that fucking killer first movie. Yes. But still, to to honor and respect him. Keep the story going. Keep introducing new characters because you got Riri Williams in there as Ironheart too. Yes, you know. Yes. And, and how did you feel? Did you feel they juggled everything well? I believe they did. I was like, they did. They they juggled everything well. Didn't feel like it was too rushed. They explained it. They put it in. It worked. It wasn't overstepping nobody's boundaries. You know. So I feel like it worked great. It was great. Nice. And they introduced yeah. it and set it up for the next part because yeah. this movie, you know, this is the last of Phase Four, and in February kicks off Ant Man and Wasp: Quantum. Have y'all seen that trailer? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped I'm, for whoa. that. Oh, I'm yeah. there in the theater that day. I'm off it, that weekend. It, I'm out. <laughs> it did make me realize that I need to go back and rewatch Ant Man versus the Wasp. Okay, because and I, the Wasp. I, so, not versus. That, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I they, say? They working together. <laughs> I immediately forgot what I said. I was like, I know I said it wrong, but what did I say? Um, yeah, because uh, I was realizing that I think, because that's one of the ones that I only saw once. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like, I think I missed chunks of it. Yeah. Okay. You know, because I think I, I streamed it and uh, was probably distracted by the kids and whatever. And I realized I don't remember it very well. And I think I need to go back yeah. and give it a rewatch before that. But yeah, that trailer looks rad. Yes. I love so much how Marvel has, it has things like the Ant-Man movies that are, you know, compared to the rest of the MCU in phase one, two, and three 
are very lighthearted. Yeah. They're kind of little, like, like what is it? Like caper movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was like, it was a heist. Yeah. A, like heist, a heist movie. movie. A little silly almost. Yeah. Right? And now we know with, with Jonathan Majors and the role he's playing in Fees 3, 4, oh. four 5, and 6, we know that this is going to be some important shit coming yeah. down the pipe. And like, I didn't even realize, like, you know how you see people in movies, you go back and look, dude, Jonathan Majors is in some stuff. Like, yeah, he's yeah. working. He, like, he's working. He's like, he's working. He's got some movie coming out it, next month where he's, it's like a military something movie. I'm not uh-huh. sure. I've seen cool. the trailer on it. He's, uh, he's going to be in the new Creed movie. He's in the new Creed. He's Kang the Conqueror. Like he's yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, he was in the uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Yep, I heard about yeah, that. Lovecraft yeah, it was good. It was good. Give that a watch if you didn't watch it. Did yeah. you watch Lovecraft Country? I did. I did. Yeah, that it was, was good. Um, yeah, he's doing so much. Uh, oh, yeah. Devotion, I think. No, is it Devotion? The Harder They Fall? It's, 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 it's coming out this year. So I know like it's coming out next month. So that's got to be the 2022 and the Devotion. It's got to be it. That's, uh, that's got to be it. Right here. Yeah, that one right there. That's got to be it. Okay, cool. He's coming out in that. His magazine dreams. Yep, there yeah, it that's is. it. Okay. Devotion. That's it right there. Yeah. Cool. He's in that. He's Powell. Right. And like he's he's working, man. He's, he's good yeah. too. He's working. He's yeah. good. Good for him. Cool. And, and he was great, Loki. That episode of Loki with him yeah. was fucking riveting. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't know him, or if I did, I I, I don't remember, but I didn't think I knew him before that. And uh, you were instantly engaged. I, afterwards, yes. I'm like, all right, he's cool. I'm good. Yeah. And then Marvel drops the seed, it's like bloop. And yep. it's like you got to fight with, and it's like Marvel. Marvel has spoiled. Like there's some people that don't appreciate this. And I was thinking about this last night. When I was watching the movie. So <laughs> hold on, I just really briefly have to say I read that as Charles Barkley for a very brief second, and I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, is Jonathan Majors about to play Charles Barkley in something?" Okay, carry on. <laughs> oh, I'm the, I'm a, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'd have to have a ring. I was dominant on the court. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, and like, but people don't understand. Like Marvel has really, some people do not appreciate the last thirteen years of what they've done, and people don't appreciate it. Like you got to cherish it while you're here in the moment. Like even if you wasn't like the brilliance of them starting this in two thousand eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, how this is going to be rem- like looked back on in fifty years of like yes, and then unfortunately, like you have people that aren't here today that are witnessing this, and people that like like Stan Lee, like yeah. this. Is why I was just telling somebody this. Okay, so in Endgame, that was his last cameo because it was the last movie that he was in. Yeah. But if you go back and watch Captain Marvel. The cameo he made in that was so underappreciated because mm-hmm. you didn't know he was going to be gone. So then, like in the movie, uh, it's yeah. like she pulls the paper, he's there, he smiles, she nods her head, and it's like the final send off, man. And he's not here to see this now. Yeah. But for fourteen years, they've made you. You're like you're gonna sit back and on this twenty years later, and you're like, man, we weren't deserving of this. Like yeah, that's it, how much prep they put into it. Yeah. And especially when you just think about the, the, the overall way that it's sort of changed filmmaking and the way it's looked at, you know, now everybody's trying to catch up and uh, yeah. I'm sorry, they, they've done this for 14 years. You're not going to just start tomorrow and get, you know, well, and it was like, because it changed things from, you know, films would often like, especially when it comes to like superheroes, it would be about like, okay, how can we make a franchise? How can we make something where we can do a bunch of sequels? And then Marvel was like, well, they, they they what they did right was realize that with every single character you have another franchise 
within and you just make it within one franchise. Right. And so they've built this like empire of franchises under the MCU and that's changed cinema. Yeah, I right. think, you know, right. like it's re- I mean, it's at least raised the fucking bar. Yes. And, and then, DC is just like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and we tried. I can't. <laughs> and, then, and then Marvel took it to the point where like, OK, we're going to get these actors. And then once we put these actors in yeah. these roles, you can't replace them. Like there's no other. Now, we got to we got to let Anthony Mackie. We got to let Clarence from Eight Mile see if he's gonna hold the mantle as playing as playing uh-huh. uh, Captain America. But like, you're not gonna find it. Like for Chris Evans, he was the like all yeah. the other movies. Right. He was it. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Oh yeah. Like Chris Hemsworth is Thor, and they literally go and they take the the act. I can't remember his name. We could look it up. But the guy that's playing uh, in Black Panther two, Namor. Okay. Uh, Tanakhorta. Yeah, Tanakhorta. He plays the role. Like, you're like, dude, this was the perfect person. Yeah. And now they take Jonathan Majors, and I don't think they did it on purpose, but they took, like, his looks looks like him in the comics. Like, like they put, uh-huh. I was like, and you know, I was like, they did this for real. Like, yeah. they know what they're going to do with this. Yeah. And now we get Jonathan Majors for, like, the next three, four years. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be the big focal point. Yeah. Well, and the, I love that. I yeah. love that. And the big thing about it that they did that a lot of people – like DC tried to rush it. You know, you see these other people trying to build their own universe overnight. Marvel didn't rush it. Mm-mm. Don't fucking. And I get it. Yeah, we all want 14 years of success overnight. Of course we do. But if you want to do it right, if you really want to make the sustainable money, yes. you got to do it slow. You got to do it carefully. What's the What's the thing? If you value money over time, you won't get anywhere. Yeah. Yep. It's the patience part. You got to roll into it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Smart man, but picks and plugs. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, picks absolutely. And plugs. Picks and plugs. So uh, something we're we're into right now and upcoming uh, events where to check us out. Uh, I'll give an example. I'll go first. Uh, next Starlight Comedy Night coming up December 9th. Uh, we've got a fun lineup for that. We are going to have uh, Tony De La Dernier. Wasn't able to join us this past one. Uh, he's going to be coming up on the next one. We have G.K. Palmer from right here in Tulsa. Super thrilled to finally have him on the Starlight stage. He's been performing here uh, and around the country for a while now, so glad to lock him down for that. And then our friend Shauna Blake is going to be joining us. Uh, uh, Shauna, of course, friend of the show and uh, you know, very popular performer. Uh, glad to have her. I've worked with her a few times. She's uh, awesome. Shauna, she's yes. great. Uh, and then uh, let's do a pick. Uh, what are we gonna do, man? You know what? Uh, I'm gonna push some some Kevin Conroy, man. Go go rewatch some Batman the Animated Series. Uh, you know, heart play, play the Arkham series. Play games. the Arkham, yeah, play games. Arkham yeah. uh, If you're watching Batman, Heart of Ice, uh, the Mister Freeze episode is a standout. Uh, Beware the Gray Ghost is another standout. Joker's Last Laugh is a great standout. Go watch Batman: The Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, the movie from that era is absolutely exceptional. Uh, so much love uh, to Kevin Conroy. Nice. Uh, no real plugs. Uh, still recovering from the old carpal tunnel surgery. Yep. Uh, but uh, as soon as this bad boy's over, I'm very much looking forward to uh, maybe playing a little music again. So uh, if you're out there and you need some, uh, you need some bass tracks or you need some guitar tracks, uh, hit me up. I'm uh, I'm a free agent. Uh, I can <laughs> uh, I can record from home. I got all that that shit. So. Uh, Hit me up. I'm very much uh, looking forward to being able to play guitar again without my uh, without my bullshit hand saying no. Yeah, he's ready to be signed. I'm, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm I'm out there Did again. I'm a, I'm a free agent. I'm unrestricted free agent. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, and you know, book me for jokes too. Whatever. Um, and then picks. Um, I actually have a couple. 
Great. Uh, so a couple music um, and then a movie. Uh, so two new albums dropped this past week uh, in hip hop. Local artist Johnny Polygon, uh, his first album in a few years. It's called Teddy Bear Massacre 2. Um, that's out on all the streaming platforms. It's quite good. I've already listened to it a few times. Uh, and then uh, LS Dunes, the the new sort of uh, super group from all your favorite screamo bands. Uh, two members of Thursday, one member of My Chemical Romance, one member of Coheed and Cambria, and the singer from Circa Survive. Uh, all together, uh, the album is called Past Lives, uh, and it is fucking fantastic. Uh, and then I watched Weird. Oh, cool. The, the, the Weird Al movie. Yeah, how was it? Fucking hilarious. <laughs> nice. I, Nemo and- I loved it <laughs> because uh, it's so hard to give a spoiler-free uh, review. Of, right. So... Just watch it because it, and just go in knowing that you are not going to be watching a true, true biopic. It's, you're not going to really, yeah, you're not going to see Weird Al's real. This is a little life. bit more Weird Al than we may have initially expected. Right. It is. This is and Weird it Al. Is Weird Al. In the, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's in the best possible way. That I could describe that this is the best Weird Al biopic you could possibly ask for. And the fact that it's not his actual life story is what makes it the best Weird Al possible. It's so fucking great. Daniel Radcliffe fucking rules. Um, uh, Tiny spoiler. Uh, Jack Black is cast as um, as uh, uh, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, okay. and it is unfucking believable how good that <laughs> casting was for okay. that. Um, Rain Wilson's in it as Rain Dr. Wilson Demento. as Doctor Demento. Um, uh, Paul F. Tompkins plays Gallagher. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. It's so good. Absolutely fucking watch it. Um, if you got Roku, it's it's right there on the main screen. Um, fucking, it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. Really, really funny. Um, it's. It really is like classic Weird Al humor um, done now, and it's it's so funny. So good. So good. Loved it. Perfect. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you got? Let's see. So, I, like I said, I'm at the bend this week. It was, it's was it been doing the thing. Uh, after that, now, uh, like I told you, the feature, uh, Ryan Perio, uh, he's out of Dallas, so we've been working good. We've been talking. I'll oh, probably good. be out in Dallas soon. So nice. That's a plug for me. Uh, I'll, I'll be out there soon. I'll give you some dates, let you know. I'm wanting to get back out here, too, man. And no, you were talking about Starlight. Mm-hmm. Last month was awesome. Yeah, we had a great time. It was a great time. It was a great time. Starlight, for y'all, man, if you if you get – please go. It, it, it's one of the great best. Room. Great room. And look, last month when we did it, <laughs> they, had a, they had a music – uh, room or something right next door. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you wanted to be like, all right, when you get done, and it was like, in between the sets, you know, it'd be like, you'd hear like a door open. It's like, <laughs> so then like, you would try to base the, the punchlines on, on the beat next door. Oh, somebody opening the door. Hell yeah. Uh, like, boom. It's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's when I'd have been like, I'd have had somebody stand. I'm like, hey, go stand at the door. I would when I go like this, open the door. It was fantastic, but I love Starlight Room. I've done it twice now. It's been great. I I know eventually, sometime, 
Oh, we'll have you back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And can, can people find out where what you're doing next on social media? Yeah, yes. Uh, on my Facebook, it, it is my name was Brandon Deshaun Baker. I have it all. Uh, Instagram, Mister No Filter Seventeen. Okay. Uh, Snapchat, B Bullet Eighty Eight, and that's the quick one because I can be at real time. You know where stuff's yeah. going on, but I'll post it out too, yeah. and I post things in between there. Uh, I'll be at the Looney Bin in Little Rock in oh, cool. January, first week of January. But that's as far as I got out, which and within plugging stuff in the middle. Great. But in between, I'm here and there moving places, you know. So, yeah, just keep an eye on you on social media, see what stuff's yeah. coming up, and then we'll find you in Little Rock. Yeah, in find, find me and all of and here too. Uh, let's see. By side, you was going to say, pick, pick of the week other than uh, Black Panther, obviously. Man, let's see. There's so many movies. That I, I, will, I will tell you this. Like, music? Say, uh, music. Okay, so I've been, like you said, with the whole getting the podcast, like playing stuff over your span. Now, Sam Smith, like he, he, he is growing. Like he, mm-hmm. he's growing on. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can deal with Sam. And, okay. Uh, like the song unholy is one of us. That's, it's like one of the quirkiest ones, but it, it's the beat. I think yeah. most songs. Is, is that the, the guy that, that got in. sued by Tom Petty? Ooh, I don't know. Let me look it up. I'm not sure if he did. I'm not sure if he did. Cause there was, I feel like maybe, uh, I don't think so. Oh yeah, yeah. Copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah stay with it, me. Yeah. So stay with me is like a carbon copy, copy of, of uh, "Don't Back Down." Right. Oh, okay. That's, the melody is identical. Identical. But there's a song right now. I, I I think it's "Sunshine." I forget who sings it now. It's a rap song. But Little Flip did the song. 19 years ago. Like, it has the really? same part with the girl singing the, the chorus. And I'm like, but we let it ride. So I'm like, where's where's the barrier, you know? Kanye got in trouble for fucking copyright because he asked for permission to use something and didn't get a response quick enough and said, fuck you, and used it anyway. And just used it. And they were like, hey, um, no. <laughs> but hey, I you asked you. You can't do that. Right, but I asked you three months and, in advance. And listen, we didn't say. Hey, you, didn't, you didn't get you, anything. Listen, yeah. listen there's some, if there's anything we've learned about Kanye, he's a bold man. He's, he's, a, he's got strong opinions. Listen. He's got strong opinions. He tends to just kind of do I'll his own thing. I'll let you dive into his opinions before I do. Yeah, you know, not saying I approve of him, just saying... We know he is he Kanye gonna Kanye. Yep, Kanye go Kanye. <laughs> That's kind of his Kanye thing, go Kanye. You, know? you, you can't stop for Kanye. I, uh, I I sure wish he would sure get get the hell off the Jewish people's back this week. But Man. beyond that, I only know he's probably just gonna climb on someone else's back. <laughs> he's, he's always he got said something. he said I can make anti-Semitic comments and Adidas can't drop me. And now they what? Dropped him. They, and they dropped, they his dropped him. Well, and then, okay, not to dive into freaking Kanye, but then he tried to go to fucking Skechers, and here's the deal. Did he really? He did. He did. He tried to go to Skechers. They escorted him out, and I am shocked. No. I'm still That's shocked. That's the funniest shit <laughs> I have ever heard. Skechers is shitty vans. Uh, <laughs> Skechers is like... They're yes. fighting glory vans. Skechers yeah. were... <laughs> I was going to say, Skechers was like Bobo Airwalks, yeah. and Airwalks are Bobo vans. Skechers is a brand I'm survi- I'm surprised survived the pandemic. Like <coughs> Skechers transferred from being like the 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 off brand skate shoe to being the the mom exercise shoe. Yeah, remember the rolly ones? Uh-huh. <laughs> you remember what you know what happened to North Face? The exact opposite thing happened to Skechers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh, kind of North Face and Columbia yeah, sort of thing? Yeah. Because yeah. didn't North Face used to be crap, but now they're cool? Or is it Columbia used to be crap, but now they're cool? I don't know. 
Well, One of them used to be crap. Well, that same way with Champion, though. Champion, you could buy it all the time, and then oh. now you piece together an outfit. It's two ten. Like you need to work overtime to buy the outfit. Maybe that's what like, I'm thinking. Of. Maybe it's Champion. Because I, I, I saw some Champions at Ross the other day, and I was like, oh, it's so weird that like so long, like for so long I would have seen these and been like, mm, nah. But then I saw them and I was like, mm, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I need it. Right. But then I saw those glow in the dark Vans, and I got, yeah. <laughs> and those are tight. So I got those. All right, Man, I like shoes. Yeah, shoes yeah. are good. Pick, yeah. pick for shoes. Pick of the week. Shoes, not Skechers. Shoes, shoes, new shoes. Every time I put one on, it's still a forty-one. I'm like, oh, I can run faster and jump higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no Remember that feeling when you're a kid? Batman. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a kid, you put on new shoes and you're like, oh yeah, and you're like, run I just want to jump on something, right? <laughs> just run around jumping on the curb and shit. <laughs> it's like grabbing the invincibility star from the Mario game. It's like soon as you put it on, like do 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 do